everyone, and welcome to another late episode of The Geek Down, uh, the podcast where two friends come together, they sit, and they try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And we're back at it again. <laughs> back at it again. <laughs> back at it again. Episode 22. Which I'm not going to repeat. Good for you. Thanks. Uh, it's late in the week. We're sorry, not sorry, because it's much cooler today. Oh, than it was this on is, Sunday. This is brilliant. This is downright delightful. Yeah. Compared to what it was on Sunday. It was brutal. Brutal on Sunday. For like brutal on Monday. 15 minutes we thought we might try it. <laughs> like I went to the laundromat really early and then came back and like the pitch black like garbage bagged up windows and the fans. It's like it's actually cooler here. And I said that to Caitlin. Caitlin made the decisions like listen let's just do it on Tuesday like it's fine. Yeah. Um, well, partly because I I was worried that with the second body, it would become very much not okay really quickly. Oh, yeah. 15 minutes after I sent you that message, it was like clothing optional. In here. <laughs> it, was just, it, was not, it was not happening. So. Well, I mean, that that's the problem, right? Like at, in the morning, you're like, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> all right. And then like one o'clock, you're like, I'm dying. Which is what happened. So mercifully, we made the right call. Uh Unfortunately for you, you had to wait a couple extra days for your precious episode of Geek Down. Actually, it was only one day last week. It was, because I'm a fucking tank. <laughs> what about this week? What, any predictions? When, when will people be listening to this right now? Oh my god, we're predicting the future. Thursday? Thursday, alright. I'm going to say Thursday, because I'm off on Thursday. I'll get, some, I'll get some editing done today, and then... Well, tomorrow morning is Wednesday. I'll get more done then. Maybe Wednesday. Let's not go crazy. The yeah. edit might get done on Wednesday. It might not go up till Thursday. All right. I well, do have to draw a line at some well, point. Well, fingers crossed. Um, thank you for all your hard work, Jordan. And as and as Caitlin and I discussed off mic, uh, I had had a lovely day on the Toronto Island yesterday, um, which involved a lot of walking. And Grandpa's <laughs> hip was like disjointed by the time he got home. He came up those stairs at the end of the day. I was like, what is happening? This is too much lying on the ground. My body just reacting to the unnatural things I did, like, you know, swim or <laughs> be in nature or... I went on an epic adventure on Saturday. Did you? Yeah. Um, we decided to pile into the car and we went to a renaissance festival where I got this done. This ah. is henna. Lovely henna on my hand right now. Um, and I got to see a trebuchet work and falconry, which is awesome. Weren't we just talking about falconry? Possibly. It's like it sounds like something we talked Someone about. Someone check the receipts. I feel like we talked about falconry recently. Um and I got to do bow and arrow tag. Nice. Was, it was like dodgeball but with like foam bow and arrows. It was so much fun. I am a terrible shot. They have like leagues for that here. It's one of those like hipster Toronto things I think they do up here now. Yeah, this one this one was based out of London but it was at the Ren Fair and there was all kinds of cool music and fun costumes and all kinds of neat stuff like that. Um, and then I was like, you know, it's really warm. I just want to like hit up a lake and like dip my feet in and we just found a lake because it's Ontario and we have all the fresh water you can handle. And then we, you know, went to a conservation where they had the lake and we walked around and that was beautiful. And then we were like, you know what? We're half the way to London. Let's go to London, Ontario. I've never been to London, Ontario. Never been to London, Ontario? No. There's never been a reason for me to go to London, Ontario. Yeah, there's less reason for people who live in Toronto to go that way than there are for people who grew up in Windsor to come the other way. Exactly. So we went to London, Ontario, and we ran into an international food festival, (laughs) which was both amazing and also very sad because a lot of things contained cheese and there was a lot of ice cream I couldn't have, but I got sour keys instead, so it it was okay. 
Um, Listen, I don't want to alarm you. Like yeah. I said, I was on the island. There was picnicking involved. There are all the wonderful cheeses left over in that fridge right now. Oh, that's so sad. Including that one we had a few weeks ago. <gasps> the balsamic. Man, you must have broke the bank. It was worth it. Well, I mean, it, we still had a lovely time. But like you said, like by the time we sat down in the car to go home, we were both like, I don't think we're ever getting Oh, up. yeah. Pudgy nerds are not built for gallivanting. No. It's just not a thing we do. No, not for adventures. <laughs> like, like, it's bad. It's really bad. I'm not even that old. Right, and, and like my like right pinky is like entirely blistered right now. <laughs> There's not even a toe there anymore. It's just all blistered. Oh, on your, I thought you meant like your pinky finger. No, like, sorry. What were my, you doing? My right, my right pinky toe. That was the other thing. My, okay. my my left hip and my right pinky toe. Like I'm just completely unbalanced. I have something wrong on either side yeah, of me right now. Yeah, we're broken. Um, <laughs> too, 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 many, too many years parked watching television. And unfortunately, we do not have a... Uh, adventure podcast, <laughs> then maybe we'd be in better shape. But it is not. It is basically a podcast about television and sitting still. Which is our first love. As when I finally did, like, you know, <laughs> I like laid down on at the beach, you know, whatever. I was like, okay, I guess I'll do that thing you do at the beach where you like lie on a towel. Yeah. And I like lay, laid down and I like grunted. And my <laughs> companion for the day was like, is that better for your old man back? You, you good? You're like, shut up. Yes. I was like, yes goddamn baby um yeah so i'm glad we both had adventures over the weekend also you had briefly brought up checking the receipts mm-hmm. thank you to uh my friend his actual name is john snow he's not a made-up character <laughs> don't laugh he's, yelling, amazing. he's like- yelling at you right now because he actually responds to the podcast while we're talking so, so when i say nerds are yelling it's actually john snow it's i actu- just say john snow's yelling yeah okay it's actually it's my a good friend, bit i like that my my wonderful friend john who texted me to let me know that i in fact did tell you about doing magic at the potter world in orlando <laughs> florida <laughs> so there you go curse you john snow <laughs> So, so there. Oh my god, that's my favorite. Uh, Thank you, John. Not gonna make the easy joke. What? what? Sitting right there. Oh, you know. Not, You're nope, not gonna do nope, it. Nope. Don't okay. even. T- I don't want you to do it. No, we're not gonna say it. Right. We're better than that. Well, Geek, Geek Down's better than that. Marginally, we're marginally better than that. <laughs> we have the barest of minimum standards. Uh, also, I think I need to apologize for being so silly last week, but really, we couldn't help it. It was so hot. Um, and we're going to try. I mean, it's much cooler, so we should be able to keep it together, but we'll see. And listen, I'm going to put Caitlin McKinnon on blast right now. Oh. If we're like talking about you know things people were wrong about. Yeah. Caitlin McKinnon, little concerned that we're not as funny as we used to be. Okay. No, not you. I just said me. I'm worried that I am becoming less and funny. And the as overwhelming ago. response I got from people <laughs> were like, <laughs> can be summed up as such. What is she talking about? I don't know. I We have not really talked about our mental health on this show. <laughs> you said that to me and literally unrelated. Totally unrelated. Girl I used to work with, what's up Alex, messages me on Facebook out of nowhere. Haven't talked to her really for like months. Says, I'm really sorry. I just started, you know, getting caught up on Geek Down. I hadn't really been listening to it. I'm sorry. Apologize for not listening sooner. Because... She loves it, and she's been binging it and, like, been busting out laughing on the train on her way to work. Well, that's wonderful, but she was probably listening to older episodes. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) as I was saying, we haven't really talked about our mental health on the show because it's not psychology time. Are we going to talk about our mental health on this show? uh, I'm about to go into a little bit of it. Okay. Um, 
so I have a generalized um, anxiety disorder, so which means I my brain likes to find things to be anxious about. Mm-hmm. R- seemingly arbitrary things that people wouldn't really... I mean, they wouldn't really think to get it. It's not like, you know, there's all the regular stuff like being late and having to do a test and my life and where it's going and, you know, hating my job and wondering if I'm ever going to get out of debt and, you know, all of the general stuff. And then there's even more general stuff like maybe I'm not as funny as I used to and people will stop listening because I'm no longer funny and then Jordan won't want to do the podcast with me anymore and I'll be really sad and then what will happen when I'm all sad and I don't have the podcast to do? (laughs) This is my brain all the time about various subjects. So that is why I came to you with my concern and then you mocked me. Look at that fucking matrix move (laughs) of, of deflection there. All about the deflection. <laughs> like, just putting it right back on, like, Caitlin is silly. No, Caitlin's not silly. Jordan's an asshole. That was, um, that was a marvel to watch. That's, isn't that a law in the universe? <laughs> That's just, a, Caitlin is silly and Jordan's an asshole? Yeah. I, I'm going to change the description of the podcast. <laughs> Get that whole Jordan likes giant robots and anime. Jordan's an asshole and Caitlin's silly. Listen to them once a week. I don't have it, my own anxieties are a more social in nature, uh, I'm that guy who, like, if I have to make a phone call on any given day, I will wake up and say, I'm going to make this phone call at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. seems like a good time to make a phone call. And I will then spend most of the day preparing, meticulously for the planning everything I will say yeah. on the phone call. As you know, I have to write... I. Every job, new job I get, if I have to answer the phone, I have to write down what I'm going to say because I get, as soon as the phone rings, I have like a minor panic attack and forget words. Let's let's talk about the one time Caitlin and I maybe almost had like a real legitimate fight where I was worried I cost her a job because it involved me having a phone call that I was not prepared for. And she basically put me down as a reference for something because we had worked together. She had been my editorial assistant when I wrote the book and which A means that any of the standard like reference questions don't really apply because it was an entirely different like scenario yeah can't be like oh her you know yeah she's really results oriented like she fucking came over and made me chilly once and we like watched youtube (laughs) videos as as research like that's editorial assistant exactly um best editorial she really was but like the questions don't apply and there was one moment where i don't even remember what the fuck the question was but i just like in thinking about my answer it was like a 35 second pause as I thought about my answer. <laughs> it probably wasn't that long. It very much felt like it. I would not be surprised if it was. And <laughs> and then I made a joke to Caitlin afterwards. Like I hung up and I like, it's like, hey, yeah, so the dude called. Hope I didn't cost you the job. And it was like all caps reply. Like, what did you do? <laughs> well, I had no idea. I really didn't because... You could have said anything because you're Jordan. And so I was I was concerned that, you know, you got into a fight with him. Like, I didn't know. Um, listen, listen, you you're going you to give her the job? Are you going to give her the job? Uh, I, I, I don't know yet. We're still, we're still working it out. Listen, fucker. Give her the job. <laughs> yeah, something like that. She deserves the job. Uh, no, I did just... get that job, though. Uh, and they didn't say anything about the awkward conversation with my previous employer they probably just wanted to blot it out of their minds but yes you know not not being prepared for a phone conversation it was like oh god this is the worst this is the worst ever or like you know still mulling over that awkward thing i said in like 2007 oh yeah no all the time i i actually sometimes 
can't go to sleep because I've had a flash of something embarrassing I did. Well, my sleep like anxiety is an entirely different thing because I'm convinced I'm going to die in my sleep. And <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> it's not funny, but it actually at the same time is hilarious. No, yeah, it's I people it's, always. It's it, not insomnia. I will fall asleep. Yeah, and I will sleep beautifully, and I will sleep the night and wake up. But the act of like falling asleep, some nights really creeps me out. Yeah. I just don't like it. Let's see. We're such a such a duo, you and I. Oh, to, oh. <laughs> went for the fist bump and the and the high five. I think that's us in a nutshell. Yeah, there, there, there. <laughs> we did a, fist, yeah, fist we did slap. A, a fist bump handshake. Well, I think high that's five. I think that's good for the chit chat for this week. I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we have like five different audiences. I feel like we have the people who like listen real quick, like they're just in. They listen to the first ten minutes of us shooting the shit. And then, and then there are actual nerds who want to like listen to news and not get anything spoiled. And then there are people who just listen to the whole thing. So shouts to the people who only care about our lives. Thanks for coming out. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, anyone would write on the Facebook page, just saying. Listen, Jeff Malash sent shots to you. I responded to him twice. He he wrote another one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm there's pretty another sure I message in there, and he he was. He was giving me snark. Yep, it was on the page, was it? <laughs> no, because he, he doesn't want his business all the way out there. He wants to just talk to you, Caitlin. He doesn't want everybody to know. He doesn't want it public. But I did respond to him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So well, I guess since we're over with chit-chat, we'll move on to news. News. Okay, well, I, I've got a couple of exciting things for me personally. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be exciting for anybody else. Um, one of them is... So we mentioned Pottermore on the show. So many times. Uh, which is, for you, those of you who are just listening now or don't know, um, is basically the Harry Potter website. Yes. And uh, J.K. Uh, Rowling, she's done a lot of extra like writing on the website and she'll put stuff up. And um, one of the big things that she's been doing is writing the history of the rest of the wizarding world. Yes. In specific, she has been writing about other wizarding and witchcraft schools around the world. Mm -hmm. And so far, she's done a whole bunch of them. I think she's done one, the ones I've read for like Eastern, uh, the Eastern Europe one, maybe the Ireland one. They specifically like the ones from uh, what was that one with the Triwizard? Yeah, they yeah, she's done those. Um, she did one, uh, a South American one she wrote about. The big one has been um, Ilvermory which is uh, the North American School of Witchcraft and Wizard Wizardry, or at least the American. I don't know if it's supposed to be for all of North America. And that has been, um, we've been waiting sort of, by we I mean the fandom, have so, been waiting for that history to come out, and it just has. Sorry, so it just has. So that thing that she kind of got shaded for a little bit a while back, that, that was, was just like a brief mention of like the origins of magic, and well, it was kind of like a basic like... The thing cliche she, native mysticism sort of thing that thing she got people got upset about that was the history of magic in north america not the school not the school okay. um this is specifically about the school and they do have houses um so i am so excited to get sorted into my house uh but i haven't been able to read it yet um by the time people listen to this i will definitely have read it so let me know what you think on the facebook page will you consider this your official official house because it's uh, the north american school no i'll probably would have been homeschooled if i was <laughs> a wizard and or witch um <laughs> Caitlin doesn't do well in crowds. I don't. <laughs> so I'm very excited. 
like I said, if you have any thoughts or opinions, definitely let us know on the Facebook page. Um, I am super excited. Uh, apparently, there's like a big, long story. Uh, they even mentioned in the article I read uh, that you should take like some time to read it. Mm. It's it's like the history right from the beginning all the way up to like now. Like it's it's very extensive. Doesn't Pottermore cost like a million dollars? What? No, it's Is free. It, it's totally free. Yeah. I thought it was like heavily paywalled. No, 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 no. It's it's all free. Oh. You just have to sign up. Well, there you go. Yeah, and then get sorted, and you can figure out what your wand is, and then they have all this history with stuff. It's that's fun. <laughs> I like magic. <laughs> She's so delighted. <laughs> Anyways, I'm very excited about this. Can't wait to read it. That's a that's a bit of the fun news. Uh, bizarre fun news, sort of. Um, our fearless leader. Justin Trudeau <laughs> yes. will be appearing on a variant comic for Civil War Two. Yep. Why? This is not unheard of. Like, Obama was on a cover of Spider-Man when he got elected. I remember that, um, yeah. Shouts to Gina on Facebook for passing this story along to me. If you're in Toronto, come and see us at Hip Hop Karaoke on July 15th. It's going to be dope. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be dope. Um, are you coming? I don't know. Probably it depends on how late it is because there's like the last bus to Hamilton. Oh, it will be late. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I'd love to come, but it just all depends. Gina's um, going to destroy it. I'm telling you, people. Oh, Gina's going to be amazing. She's going to kill it, and I'll just be you know that old fart who used to go and was doing his old thing that he always does. Uh, but Gina passed this along. So there is a one of the spinoffs from Civil War Two because any comic event is never just the miniseries the central miniseries involved there are a thousand spinoffs that always go with it because yeah. you have to know the whole story so give marvel all of your money <laughs> so i don't know if this is an anthology series or what have you but issue five is being written by uh toronto comics royalty and current bell of the ball chip zadarsky who is writing the jughead book he writes howard the duck he draws sex criminals he does a whole bunch of stuff so typically you will have your main comics miniseries which is you know the bulk of the plot and then you'll have these spin-offs which sometimes are like the talkier books or like where the implications of the main stories play out so in this issue five of choosing sides it's dealing with alpha flight the right. canadian super team who uh has been working closely with uh carol danvers's ultimates team yeah i think puck is officially on the team like shouts to puck um good job puck so oh 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 are those twins on the team? I don't know if they still are or not. Oh. Um, well, Aurora is on this cover. Oh, so that then Trudeau they, is being featured on. Then they should both be there. Um, yes, North Star and Aurora are the twins. Um, North Star might have been dead the last time I heard. I don't know. Jon Snow is yelling. So yes, this is an Alpha Flight book because they work very closely. As we've discussed before, Civil War Two is about this character, this inhuman named Ulysses, who can predict the future with very the great degree of accuracy. Uh, Carol and her team think they should use them to prevent crimes before they happen. Iron Man thinks punishment should not come before crimes. So on and so forth. Alpha Flight is pro-using him, yeah. but at the same time, I guess in this book, they are, because they are Canadian first, they are trying to decide what their role is, really trying to evaluate how their position. Um, so I think it's just a real talky issue, and part of it is they go to Trudeau for advice. Uh, Trudeau. So Zdarsky reached out to the prime minister's office and because he feels Trudeau is accurately so is one of the, uh, you know, cultural touchstone, Canadian cultural touchstones of the moment. Yep. He said it was that or Drake and he didn't think he could get Drake. 
see, I think Drake would have totally. Drake probably would have been delighted. Though, would Drake have given good advice? That's no. the question. No, 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 no. Drake would not have given good advice. No shouts to Drake. I just doubt his acumen for international diplomacy. <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. We've <laughs> he might have a rap battle with, you know, with a bad guy. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, Hip Hop Skullduggery says that Drake uses Ghostwriters, so I think if he had to go off the dome with Iron Man, he probably wouldn't. Uh, he probably would. I feel like Robert Downey Jr. could take Possibly. could take Drake in a an off the dome battle, improvised battle. Possibly, yeah. Shots fired! Oh my God, I got, <laughs> I've got beef now. Um, so yes, they go they go to the Prime Minister's office to consult our fearless leader on what they should do. Uh, Zdarsky reached out to the Prime Minister's office and they basically told him, we can't officially endorse this, but you're free to go do whatever the hell you want. Um, so the cover features Trudeau in like a boxing ring <laughs> and like his corner men are Alpha Flight and he's got like a, you know, Canadian Olympic boxing uniform on. That's amazing. Whatever. It's just cute. I mean, yeah. I don't know what this is for. They say it's a variant. I don't know if it's like a fan expo variant or if it's because they do that a lot. Um, probably be at fan expo. Uh, it's done by Toronto-based cartoonist Ramon Perez. <laughs> Perez said, quote, I want to kind of evoke a little bit of what's different about him than other people in power right now. You don't see Obama strutting around in boxing gear, doing push-ups and commercials or whatnot. Just throwing him in his gear and making him almost like an everyday person was kind of fun. Yeah. Though Obama's been killing it lately. He has been. Listen, late second term Obama... Is the best Obama. Zero Fox Obama is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. So yeah. Lord knows in the current political climate, we need to take our wins where we can, because it's not good out there. No. Um, fun fact, this is the second Trudeau to appear in a Marvel comic. Pierre made an appearance in the X-Men in 1979. Really? He did. That's a fun fact. Isn't it? Thanks, National Newswatch. <laughs> fun facts for Tipping everyone. Tipping us in on that. Lauren LaRose at the Canadian Press. <laughs> doing job. her due diligence. Yeah. So that's a fun bit of unexpected news. Very unexpected. Uh, this will be out on August 31st, if you are interested in finding it. Uh, like I said, it's a variant. So as we've discussed before, the wonders of variants for every 10 regular issues, a comics retailer will get one of these or something like that. So, I mean, you can go to your local comic store. If it is a larger comic store, they should have a few. Might cost you a couple extra bucks. But if you're, if you're a Marvel and Trudeau fan, boy or girl, there you go. You can pick that up at the end of summer. And I know a lot of Trudeau fan. Do you? Fans. Fans. Yeah. And also people from other countries that are big Trudeau fans. And I know a lot of other fans of another thing that is exciting. Your segue game is not as good as your deflection game. Okay. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> um, it is the Dungeons and Dragons movie. There's a Dungeons and Dragons movie? Apparently. Um, Did this get fast-tracked after Warcraft, even uh, though being terrible made a shit ton of money? And well, okay. There are a whole bunch of things here. Okay. There Break is it down like, for there, me. Are, there are several stories. Layers. There's levels to this shit. Layers. I like that. There are layers. It's like a parfait. It's like a nerdy burrito. <sighs> Inter interesting. <laughs> Burritos are kind of like a mash, though. They're not really a layer. Well, it's not called the seven mash burrito. It's called the seven layer burrito. There's a thing called a seven layer burrito? Where have you been living? Taco has been a staple of the Taco Bell diet for like Ugh. 15 years. No, I can't go near a Taco Seven layer burrito? God damn. Okay, anyways. Yes. Dungeons and Dragons. Layers. <laughs> the first one. La layer one. Is that there's already been some casting news. Possible casting news. Which is uh, for Ensel. Oh, God. El Elgoot? I, I, El Elgort? I don't know. He was in um, 
the that stars that's the movie. actor's name yeah i thought that was the character's no. name we <laughs> were struggling with it so much i thought it was some like dark elf or some no, shit. no i just i can't ever get his last name i don't know if i wrote a u or an r here anyways um he was in uh the stars teenage movie uh cancer uh john green Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. He was in uh, Fault in Our Stars, and then he's also been in the Divergent series as well. Right. Um, apparently, they're looking at him as one of the main cast members. The other part, the flip side of this, they are not looking at Vin Diesel, which is devastating. <laughs> Do you know about Vin Diesel in D&D? I know he's a fan. I know he plays. Oh, he is not just a fan, my friend. He makes every single cast member on whatever he's working on play D&D with him. Really? He has a character that he has been playing for like decades at this point. God damn. That is what the Riddick character is based off of. His D&D character? His his D&D character. Nice. So he's this massive, massive fan, and they're not looking at him, which is just ridiculous. The second part of the news is there, apparently, Rob Letterman is going to be directing. Rob Letterman has done Goosebumps, uh, Monsters vs. Aliens, Gulliver's Travels, Shark Tale, basically a whole bunch of B-films. So a lot of those were animated. Is this going to be an animated film or uh, live action? No, it should be live action. Hmm. This is not good news. <laughs> we're, not, we're not happy about this. We are not happy about this at all. The, th- the, the final part of this, and it is in relation to Rob Letterman possibly directing, is did you know there was a 2000 film? I've heard this. I have. You mentioned this, didn't you? Possibly. It is... Jon Snow, get at us. It is one of the saddest possible things in the entire yeah, world. Yeah, I feel like I've heard about another... I feel like when we talked about Lotus War, you may have mentioned a D&D. It was, I knew yeah. about the card. I knew about the 80s cartoon. I didn't know there was like a previous it was, movie. It was really, really bad. However, weird, weirdly, this 2000 film had Thora Birch in it. And for a long time... God, yeah, no, the second you said that, yeah. suddenly, like, that's ringing a bell. So, I had Thora Birch in it for the longest time. I thought that Thora Birch, because of that film, was the childlike empress in <laughs> A Never Ending Story. And then someone was like, no, it's it wasn't her. I was like, really? And Jeremy Irons was in it. And then this will... Getting more familiar, yeah. And then Marlon Wayans. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, it's still like a blank spot, but you keep saying actors who were in it, and it's making more sense, and I feel like it's a thing I knew about. And then a whole bunch of, like, no-name-ish yeah. actors. It was so bad. <laughs> and it was and it was, uh, it was was hard, because the guy who directed it, I, I remember reading something, he was a ma- he's a massive D&D fan. Mm. I don't know how a movie turned out this badly with such a big fan behind the helm. Um, it was brutally bad. And then they made a whole bunch of, like continuing sequels they got worse and worse and worse well that's like the pros and cons of fanfic nation right like so marvel has basically ushered in an era where like these movies are like so about fan service and doing things for fans whereas previously like a D movie done in what year did you say this was this done? is 2000 in 2000 pre-iron man pre any of these movies pre-x-men you're still trying to do this thing for the fans like i'm sure the previous staff who were fans of the movie fans of the franchise had ideas and then those ideas get taken to suits and producers and whatnot and they're like well that doesn't work for a movie and they try to like shoehorn yeah movie logic 
you know, save the cat type movie logic into this sort of franchise. Which I'm maybe, sorry, did you say save the cat? You didn't know this? No. You don't know that this? term? This is a, uh, I haven't read it. It's a screenwriting book, a fairly famous screenwriting book that I don't know when it came out, but it basically says like, save the cat is a reference to something your hero should do in the first act to like illustrate that he's a good guy. Oh, like getting a cat out of a tree type of thing. It's like, and for your bad guy, you make him a rapist. Yeah. Right. Or like show him like, you know, be shitty to a the woman barista or something. Yeah. Um, just, you know, really hammer home who your good guy and your bad guy is. Right. Uh, it's very clunky. It's very obvious. But it's become, to some extent, the standard of script writing for, like, your basic, your baseline film. Like, if you're, like, an aspiring screenwriter, you get this book and you just meet all those beats. Right. So that a traditional producer will read it and go oh yeah i understand he's a good guy he's a bad guy type of thing so like when that type of logic gets thrown onto like a D movie it's probably gonna fall apart and it just yeah it was it's just a terrible terrible movie it was like a made for tv disney movie mm. and not even that good like it, it was that that's how bad it was so i'm just i'm pretty terrified that this because of this Rob Letterman's track record of movies it's just going to be turned into a like Disney family friendly yeah. movie that is terrible so those are the three layers there those are all the layers the final layer being I'm very sad and I have very little hope for this do you want something that might make you a little happier yeah got some new news this week about the Star Trek reboot Ooh, show that will make me happy the showrunner, uh, Brian Fuller, previously associated with uh, the beloved and much missed among those who watched it show Hannibal, mm-hmm. which I never watched, but I always heard good things about, yeah, especially in the, in the second series. He is running this, and he spoke to Collider this week. Uh, one thing I did not know about this, this is not going to air on television. Oh. This is going to be streaming. Oh. CBS is trying to get into the streaming online content game. And this is one of their flagship items. Huh. Um, I think the pilot or the premiere, the first episode is going to air on CBS normally. And then the remainder of the 13 episodes will air uh, online. I don't know if they're dropping all at once or week to week. Right. Um, community to week to week when it was on Yahoo. Yeah. Um, which was the closest thing I can think of to this sort of thing. So this is going to tell one story for 13 episodes. Okay. Um, traditionally... Star Trek was usually kind of one-and-done bottle episodes. Um, right. Sometimes the larger overarching plot, you know, the Borg would come and go, or, like, fighting the Dominion on Deep Space Nine would be an overarching threat, but this is really going to be more serialized storytelling. Okay. Uh, because it is streaming, I, I am somewhat loath to pull out the dark and gritty card. Right. But people have made note of the fact that this will be the first sort of unrated Star Trek and Fuller has said, because it's CBS All Access, quote, we're not subject to not network broadcast standards and practices. It will likely affect us more in terms of what we can do graphically. But Star Trek's not necessarily a universe where I want to hear a lot of profanity either. So yeah. don't look for people dropping F-bombs yeah. on the Enterprise. Um, Though I always like their darker storytelling. They always pulled it off pretty well. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't started shooting yet. Uh, it's gonna, they're going to start shooting in September till March, it looks like. Uh, I think the show is going to air probably next summer. Uh, each episode will be about 44 to 60 minutes. Uh, fun fact in here, Fuller is also co-running American Gods. Really? So this is a busy gentleman <laughs> yeah. this year. He's like the, he's like the 
television J.J. Abrams. He's like the new J.J. <laughs> Abrams of television. He's just scooping up all that hot nerd oh, IP. Please make him better than J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I For years I had to hear hot how... Takes. How upset people were about Lost, the ending of Lost. That's like all I heard about for years. Hot takes. Caitlin McKinnon coming for coming for Abram. Well, he kind of wrecked Star Trek, the movie franchise. So you say. I've never seen all of them. The first movie was good, but it wasn't, again, it wasn't, we talked about this before. It wasn't Star Trek. Yeah, he made a Star Wars Star Trek. Yeah. Um, hopefully people are, people are, like everything Fuller had to say in this interview, they seem... He's proven himself with Hannibal. People who watched Hannibal liked it a lot. And let's see where, like, these two things, Star Trek and American Gods, like, it's going to be... Kind of a murderer's row of Caitlin McKinnon interest right there. (laughs) Yeah, basically. I might even watch Hannibal now. Maybe we can both watch it. Oh. Maybe we can geek down about (laughs) Hannibal. Geek down about, that would be a much different play. I'd probably be much more interested in Hannibal the Musical. <laughs> Hannibal. Didn't they Hannibal make the Hannibal the Musical or something like that? I don't know about that. John! <laughs> he doesn't know everything. Listen, this is his job now. <laughs> if he wants to put himself out there, I'm just going to call out to John. Is he on Facebook? <sighs> no. John, don't listen to him. <laughs> listen, we need a fact checker, obviously. We're not that thoroughly researched. Don't tell people that. You're letting you go all the secrets behind behind the curtain. <laughs> the curtain is down on, on the Geek Down podcast. You got um, anything else? Yeah. A final thing. Just This is a lot of happy news this week. I am excited about this. The Hubble Space Telescope. <laughs> what is that laugh for? I'm not expecting that. Do you know much about the Hubble Space Telescope? It is a telescope in space. Very well deduced. Um, Takes very clear photos of stuff that look pretty and get nerds real excited about. And I go, that's pretty. That's pretty good summing yeah. up. Like, it's a summation. That's, you it's should, you should hear my summary of the, the, the what is it, the, the hydrogen colli- the, uh, the, the collider? Yep. Yep. Large hydrogen. Man, they're screaming. They like, can't believe I'm this much of a buffoon has a... <laughs> As a podcast that appeals to their interest. You can just call it the black hole machine if you like. Things spin and smack together and then they find atoms. Uh, No, they... Never mind. Um, (laughs) Okay, so the Hubble Space Telescope... Yes. um, uh, ...originally was launched in 1990. Mm. And it was supposed to last until 2005. But it has exceeded that expectation. Budget cuts got NASA milking... (laughs) Milking every last drop out of this bad boy. Well, and they've just announced that there's going to be a five-year life extension Mm -hmm. on the Hubble, Um, which is really exciting because that just means we'll get more, like you said, pretty pictures of space stuff. They're going to put like an iPhone 6 camera in it or something? (laughs) I imagine by now the technology is... (laughs) Maybe not, still not quite as good. (laughs) Still not quite as good. Um, But they are going to do like repairs and stuff. And it will be working alongside the James Webb Space Telescope, which is the new shiny space telescope. The new hotness. Yeah. And it's going to give us even more cool, amazing pictures of space. And I'm just really excited because, you know, who doesn't love the Hubble Telescope? (laughs) Who doesn't love the Hubble Telescope? And if you don't, you can just stop listening to the show now. fucking human garbage. And you you can just leave. Just get out. Geek Down has no place for people who don't love the Hubble Space Telescope. Or at least admire its pretty pictures. Have you? Do you remember? It was an old bit on Fallon. About what? <laughs> I may have to pause to try to look it up. It was a bit on Fallon when he was like 
weirder on yeah. 12:30. God bless him. I miss 12:30 Jimmy Fallon so much. <laughs> I think it's oh, I can't remember his name. It was his earlier writers and they had a bit where one of them would play this dude in the audience who like totally Yankees jacket, Yankees hat, Mad Bronx style loved the Hubble Space Telescope. <laughs> and they would talk to him and he would constantly be going, "Hubble got you." <laughs> Like, if you want a picture of whatever, Hubble got you. <laughs> I might need to watch this. Horsehead Nebula 6, you want to see that shit? Hubble got you. And he would, like, throw it up and, like, he'd have cards and he'd, like, throw them down. It was amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like the Horsehead Nebula, actually. It's <laughs> it's, it's changing, though. Of, it's, of all the nebulas, I probably, yeah, rock with the Horsehead Nebula. Um, it's, it's actually changing, though. It's no longer looking as much like a Horsehead because all the stars and no, stuff are. that's unfortunate. No, it just it's changing. Things change in space. We hate change. No, I don't specifically hate change. I don't like people touching my stuff, though. Anyways. Get <laughs> 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 uh, oh, the no. fuck out of my nebula, cosmic <laughs> entropy. Uh, actually, it's uh, dark. Yeah, and yeah, dead. yeah, Sorry. yeah, okay. yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, this would be a great time to take a break. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna go look up that sketch and see if I can find it for Caitlin. And uh, I'm gonna rehydrate. Yeah, we're gonna fill up on water, and when we get back, we will talk about the things that we each brought each other. See you soon. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the second portion of the show where Caitlin and I will talk about the things that we each brought each other that we likely would not have encountered on our own. Earlier, you called this a program and I got really excited because it sounds very British and fun. Oh, God. It's a show. It's not a program. It's a show. (sighs) Fine. The show. But before we start talking about the wondrous audiovisual delights that we each brought each other, we have to establish that there are rules. There are rules. Life is chaos without them. Yeah, and chaos is is a ladder, <laughs> but one without rules is <laughs> is one where someone isn't holding it, and then you fall off, and you break something, and you injure yourself very severely. One of the rungs is a pinata. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's just insane. It's an actual chaos ladder. Um, okay, so the first rule is uh, the rule of three. Yes, which is that anything that is episodic. We have to watch or read or consume at least three of them. Give it three chances. Yes. Because the pilot is usually not a very good indicator. It's trying to find its own footing. And you kind of want to get into, you know, the explanations of people and places and move more into the story. Just give it a chance. Give it a chance. Uh, The second rule is uh, save it for the pod. Do not talk about the thing that we have each given the other until we were sitting in front of these microphones. Which for a long time meant that there would be times when Jordan and I wouldn't even talk to each other for the week. She wouldn't even speak. It's it like was she didn't exist. Weird. Uh, now we're watching lots of different things and, <laughs> you know, our friendship has blossomed, if you will, from, from us just yelling at each other on Facebook <laughs> about television shows. There's been a lot of yelling. Now we're just yelling about the podcast. No, um, <laughs> uh, we talk about lots of different things. Especially since we stopped working together, that's hard because we used to gossip. Yeah. A lot. Now all my gossip is about people Caitlin doesn't know, so there's no point telling it because I have to give like a 15-minute backgrounder on. But now I've kind of got the fan. Hey, right? Like like the first rule, I now have the foundation of who all these characters are, (laughs) and you could just tell me these wonderful stories about them. Maybe the rule of three for work gossip. Yeah. Um, Then there is a third rule, which is not really a rule. It's more of a policy, which is uh, there will 
be spoilers. There will be spoilers. Though I, I feel like we should give it a yar, there be spoilers. Yar. Um, which, as you know, if you've been listening to the show, we actually sometimes get into things a little bit in the news portion, but we try not to as much. Um, this section is basically anything goes. Free for all. Yeah. We'll talk about anything and characters and things that happen. If a plot twist is relevant to the discussion, it will come up. Yes. We don't give so, AF. If you do not or cannot uh, deal with spoilers, then this would be the time that you should leave. I'm going to be totally honest with you, little friends. Both things we have this week, spoilers are not really in. Yeah, it's really not a big deal. It's a real kind of lackadaisical episode as far as the things we brought each other. Yeah, so. and they're not very story or twist or plot driven. No. So, honestly, if you don't if you don't want spoilers, there aren't really, we like we couldn't spoil anything, Yeah, I, really. we could go through everything that happens in everything we watched this week, and it really wouldn't ruin anything, yeah. I don't think. And uh, you, so you could actually just stick around. Just hang out. Give it a shot. Yeah. Give it a shot. And we'll, we won't talk about Game of Thrones. No, we won't. Or we'll save that for the tag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so, on to the things we brought each other. I believe you are first, Jordan. Yes, we like to alternate, and this week we are starting with the thing I brought Caitlin. So, this is another one of those things. I feel, I feel like I've been on a run lately where I'm not even really giving you things that, like, this is my all-time favorite thing. I'm just curious what Caitlin would think of it. I did enjoy this thing. Yeah. It did make me laugh. And it's one of those things that I feel like I want to move on to... It's twofold. I want to start bringing in anime that is not capital A anime. Right. Or And can illustrate... Everything that anime can do, because yeah. anime is a medium, not a genre, despite what most of what you see in like fandom circles would lead you to believe that it's all just people yelling about being the best and whatnot. Right. Anime can do everything, depending on who is making it. And this is also what is called a slice of life anime. Nothing really happens in it. Yeah. So little happens in it, kind of makes you wonder why it exists. Yeah. And if you like the people you're hanging with, that can be awesome. If you don't like the people you're hanging with, it can be torture yeah so curious to see where caitlin who by her own admission don't really fucks with slice of life stories eh. or things that don't have wizards and magic and supernatural elements fair yeah that's you've, pretty you've fair said this. um i brought caitlin himoto umaru-chan himoto is a portmanteau of the japanese words himono which is slang it means dried fish but it also refers to grown women who are like very put together right in in their professional lives yeah and fucking slobs at home huh and i love that there is a word for this and emoto which is little sister yeah so it's kind of put these two things together okay uh this is a 12 episode anime that aired last year in the summer months uh july september 2015 based on a manga by the artist and writer senkaku head i'm sure that's a pseudonym right and this is a slice of life show about a character named Umaru, who is a high school student, as they always are. And she is, at school, the perfect student. She's yeah. beautiful. She aces all of her exams. Everybody loves her or envies her. She's good at sports. Good at sports. Can basically do everything. And when she gets home, she basically just wants to read manga, eat chips, drink pop, and turns into a giant fucking trash monster. Yeah. And is depicted as such by shrinking into the they call it, uh, super deformed chibi form, whatever. Uh, she throws on her hamster hoodie 
and just basically berates her older brother who she lives with into and bullies him into getting her chips or buying her and the new the new manga issue that's out or video games or video games because she's just a total slob and her life and her goal in life is to continue to be as much of a slob as possible while making sure no one at school knows that she's that much of a trash bag yeah that's really all there is to it basically yeah. every episode it's just hanging with umaro as she bullies her brother anicha <laughs> and he tries in vain to uh, make her a responsible high school student yes and not be a total piece of garbage um i feel like there's a little umaru in all of us yeah which is why i was curious and and bringing this to you yeah to see if you found anything to relate there or if you were just like oh my god i want to throw this character off a fucking bridge um so caitlin mckinnon yeah where do you fall on the bridge throwing v i appreciate you for representing everything i am inside um spectrum uh, so as we know i can be of two minds on a thing yes does that sentence make sense i don't know <laughs> yes it makes sense uh, and this show was very, it definitely split me sort of down the middle because there are things I loved and then there were things that I didn't like. Um, and we will actually also get into this with Teen Titans Go, which is what I brought you. Mm -hmm. But I hate it when certain characters who are hardworking <laughs> get harassed. And that is all she's doing to her older brother. Yeah. Her as a character herself is kind of amazing. I am a little bit like that. At work, my desk was always spotless and organized and everything had a place and everything would go in the place and I would my desk was never dirty. I, my area was always super clean. There was no mess. I don't understand people who could have a messy desk. Yes. But I am a dropper, <laughs> which means the moment I step through my door... Everything is just Flump. down on the ground. Jacket, bag, thing I was probably eating or stuffing in my face. Like, it just, it's it's pretty brutal. Like, the, the mail I brought in, <laughs> uh, keys. Like, I'm a dropper. And it's, uh, I've been getting better over the years. But, so I understand this, like, I do not want to move. I just want to stuff you know, chips and pop into my face <laughs> and want to watch television and don't want to do dishes or any of the responsible things. So I get that the the character sort of I mean in this in this case it's a it's a magical realism almost. Yeah. Because she does legitimately it's not just um a perception thing. She really does shrink down into a little person. Yeah, it's not just like a visualization. Did you get to the there are parts later on where like classmates discover her in that yeah form yeah. Well, and like don't recognize her well that's sort of and and it and it sort of comes up in episode two that she really does shrink down and turn and she immediately has her hoodie on like <laughs> i who i don't know it's a magic hoodie oh right um, when she shrinks the hoodie is there she's yeah, not grabbed it yeah so um that doesn't happen to me <laughs> but everything that kind of idea of being all put together one place well most mostly organized I never feel really put together but <laughs> i'm among us does organized at work whereas at home i'm not as organized and i loved the silliness of the character and i love that she plays video games um 
I hate that she has like no motivation in life whatsoever. <laughs> Zero. Um, and not because she couldn't, just because she doesn't want to. Um, and I feel so sorry for her brother. If I didn't feel so sorry for her brother, I'd probably like the character more. Mm. And I liked the some of the other characters. Um, I feel sorry for her friend with the very large bosom. Yes. Um, it would have been an interesting... I don't know how, how it gets in the show. It would have been an interesting commentary about feeling self-conscious and sort of had to come into your own that probably doesn't happen there i mean was there did that friend's encounter with the brother ever yeah she obviously he's like the only one who can like have a conversation with her without being flustered by her tatas yeah that it just comes up that like he doesn't get married he like looks her in the eye and stuff and she gets stared at a lot and she doesn't know why and that's all awful and they really do make a uh, they go out of their way to make like her boobs jiggle a certain way and like have them very focused. Same with um, when Umaru is in her like perfect girl form. Mm. They they focus particularly on the space in between her thigh high stockings and her skirt. That's actually I haven't seen the show in a long time, but uh, yeah, that's, that's it's like what it's, I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, well, I pick up on these things um, <laughs> a lot. Uh, I, I was told once by a friend in our uh, cafeteria. Uh, something was on the news and I was like that's sexist blah 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 and she was like I wouldn't even even thought of that and I was like yes I am I have a raging feminist brain it catches these things all the time um so there are little things that like irked me but nothing too serious there's definitely no like fan servicey stuff here like there's no it's not super creepy no no it's it, I don't think it's creepy at all actually at least what I've seen so far mm. you know the other thing about Umaru is there are these people in your life who seem perfect and drive you nuts. Um, and you think, and there's one character in particular, she's got blue hair, she's like it's her... It's a weird-ass name. I think it's her name's like Sylphenford or something Sylphen, like that. Sylphen, yeah, or whatever. And and she's sort of competitive and she drives her nuts. Um, and then you think another character hates her and then you find out that that character is just painfully shot there it actually does a really good job of even though it's this magical realism it does a really good job of having these characters that you kind of recognize um i have a very very good friend who (coughs) in high school i found out that she she didn't have very like a lot of friends She, she had a hard time making friends and i found out from other kids in our high school that they thought she was pretentious or stuck up but she was actually just brilliant and unbelievably shy um, so she didn't talk to anyone because she was so shy, but they thought it was because she was, uh, you know, stuck up. Um, and that's sort of what this character is. Everyone thinks she's creepy and like, but really she's just so shy. She can't speak to people. Mm. And you sort of see the two sides of that. And I don't know. It just, it did some really interesting things. But like you said, there is no story. Yeah. Nothing happens. There's, there's not, I really ke- I kept on hoping for like a thing to happen and then you had to see her deal with that, but she never has to deal with anything. There is one episode later in the series where I think it's like the brother's gone out to get something for her and he gets kind of turned around and lost and right. there's, he has a sort of a flashback about their mom, but nothing is ever really like, you don't even really know what happens. Like what, what's, what's that about? Like Yeah. And I wondered, I mean, I know it's really typical for students to travel to different cities in Japan mm. um, and like live kind of on their own. 
uh, for yeah, school. Yeah, so I guess backgrounder is the brother's older. He's in the workforce. He's yeah. like a salary man at some sort of fe- uh, company. And Umaru, I think it's been like two years since she moved in with him. Yeah. Um, she has left whatever their hometown is to go to school in Tokyo and live with him. So they have not been living together for a while. And she's moved in with him to finish up high school. Um, we don't know where the parents are. We don't know anything else about the family. Okay, so that never comes up. Not manga. Who knows? This is this is another thing because this is one of those shows that I think I've mentioned before. This is a relatively new thing with anime that I don't think was as big a deal when I first got into it. Where the anime serves to promote the manga. Right. So this is definitely one of those. We made twelve episodes or whatever. If you liked it, check out the manga. There's so much more there. Right. So I have no idea what happens in the manga. You may get more of that. Um, well, yeah, and we'll see that's, and that's part of the problem, right? Like, there's never any character development, Mm. so I'm kind of, like, twitching (laughs) as I'm watching it. It's like, what's going, how is she going to be awful to him this week? Or, or, like, even, like, they never, at least in the three episodes I watched, they didn't ever explain the powers. Like, didn't ever explain if anyone else has these powers. Like, there's, no one else seems to have powers, except in a kind of a way that the shy girl she has this way of like creeping people out. Um, it's not even but, really like powers because I think it only happens like when she's in the apartment. Like no, no, she does it other places. Did she? Because yeah. I know when she goes out to the arcade, she has like a third sort of oh uh, no thing where she like it's like her arcade initials. It's like UMR, and she wears like a, she puts her hair up in a hat and like wears like glasses or a mask or some shit. I don't know. Oh um no, she uh, when they're going grocery shopping, she really wants this video game. Mm. And oh, they run right. into her friend, and the brother thinks that because the friend's there, she's not going to turn into this character. <laughs> Be awful. Um, and then she ends up just exploding and being awful. But the friend is so uh, enraptured by takeout food or like <laughs> restaurant food that she doesn't notice. So there's like facility things that, like that that are that are humorous and make me laugh. But really, like I'm kind I would I. I would have been curious if something happened, but knowing that, like, again, like you said, it's a slice of life. It's just like, how is she going to be awful to the brother this week? And, and this is this no is like a, this watch. is like a whole genre, right? Where it's just like, yeah, chill out time with these characters. Um, my only real critique of the show is like, it did not need to be a half an hour. Like, no, no, it did not. I have seen like shorts are a big thing lately. I yeah. don't know when they air or how they air, but like there's a similar show that came out around the same time and they, they weren't really paired together. Um, a show called Wakagosake, mm-hmm. which was basically about a woman who goes out to eat by herself on every episode. <laughs> That's it. Just talks about the food and how she likes going out to eat by herself. And she's like in her twenties and she talks about the food she's going to eat and what booze goes best with it. And then she like eats the food and goes like, it's like the noise she makes when the food tastes really good that's it (laughs) that's the entire show but it's like six minutes long right if that right i think most of them are like three minutes long including the theme song that's it i feel like umaro-chan could have been like 15 minutes 12 15 minutes yeah that would have been enough that's my only real critique with it it can i can totally see if you're especially if you're not familiar with this style of show yeah it could be a real slog to sit through like 90 odd minutes and like i get I get they they did some you know background like she at school she's perfect but they they do sort of the same perfect scenes over and over again you know her acing a test all the guys are in love with her she's got a perfect body and she's so cute and like they they just do this over and over again I'm like yeah no no I get it I, mm. I get that she's you know super perfect 
I did like the bit. I did like how they parody a lot of popular otaku like things like the video game she plays or yes. the nods to one piece or whatever like when she's like super excited in the first episode she wants the brother to go buy her the new issue of jumpu which yeah. is basically shonen jump and he's like why can't you just buy it on your way to school tomorrow yeah. and her whole reasoning is like people can't know and, <laughs> and they and they show her like oh i'm not they show her like you know the re- the real world yeah umaro talking to classmates basically going like oh no I'm, I'm not allowed to read manga at home but this reindeer character is so cute which is a character from one piece yeah um i liked some of the nods to that there's a bit there's like a bit where there's like a whole episode where she's just talking in such detail about the order in which she's going to eat her food while yeah. she's at, did you get to that yeah, one yeah, where she's yeah, having yeah. the bath yeah <laughs> it's like 15 minutes about like yeah of course you eat the chip first and then you have the soda the problem is it just makes me want to eat garbage like all the time because <laughs> she makes it sound so awesome and that's the other thing like she never gets fat she never <laughs> does badly on a test like the one time she thinks she's going to do badly with a test she harasses her brother to help her study mm. like that is her solution right like she's never in any trouble like that kind of stuff is yeah, there are no there are no stakes here. No, like it's just it gets kind of boring. Fair. Yeah. Like I said, I just thought it was a, I basically just thought it was a cool thing. But that I was curious to hear your take. If on. I was washing dishes, I might watch it. Like so something up on the tablet while you're washing dishes. Yeah, or? like or just in the background, like if I was folding laundry or something. Like it's silly enough that it'll entertain me, but it's not something I'm going to sit and watch. And I'm not curious about it, so I might not even get back to it. Mm. But possibly it's just that thing you watched that one time yeah that now you're familiar with yeah well although i do want a hamster hoodie just you can get them oh yeah i'm sure you can U- umaro is like a very easy default cosplay and i'd really like to try some of the snacks she talks about <laughs> like what are these bamboo shoots i don't know I, they just sound delicious she makes cola sound <laughs> like uh, i'm already on board like i'm already a fan of cola but she just makes slugging back a two liter of cola sound like the greatest thing the greatest choice you can ever make in your life. Actually, sorry, just randomly uh, talking about uh, food and Asian shows. Uh, anytime they get snacks and pasta, I'm like, I want to try it. What is it? There is like one and it's like, it's like a fish cookie or fish bread. Anyways. Oh, no. I, yeah, I know what those are. I cannot remember the name or even what they would be. Um, even if the Korean version is I similar just, to the Japanese version. I, I just want to try all the snacks. That's what I would do. I'd just go to the first corner store and just try all these snacks. Kayla and Jordan will go on a, uh, a location tour episode one time where we'll just go to like Koreatown and, and Chinatown and just try all the snacks. We can be yeah. total fucking fat asses. It'll be great. <laughs> Kick punches for Himoto. Himoto. I keep doing that. Himoto Umaro-chan. Um, 6.5. 6.5. Yeah. Fair enough. Not really a whole lot there to yeah, and <laughs> encourage it a higher grade. And it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just if that's the... There's so much TV in the world. Like... Yes. If exactly. you want that... Listen, in the lazy days of summer last year, when I was like really kind of getting back into anime on like a, in a serious way. Yeah. This was a fun little show. That was just part of my rotation. It was just like, let's go see what Umaru Chan's up to this week. But there's not anything there to really... Um, that's what I'm looking for compel you to come back every week yeah speaking of not very much there and compelling you to watch maybe we'll move on okay to the thing i brought you okay i feel like you're being very presumptive here oh well i just i don't know 
I can never tell with you. <laughs> there have been times when I would swore you did not like the thing, and then you ended up loving the thing or really liking the thing. And there are times when I thought you would like it, and you haven't liked it at all. <laughs> um, I can't tell. I have no idea. But we're going to talk about Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Um, okay, so there are three seasons of Teen Titans Go. Uh, there are 141 episodes. Speaking of things that probably should be short, these guys are. They're yes. 11 minutes long, little mini episodes. They usually put them together in sort of like a block, though. It's similar to Steven Universe, I guess, when I was watching them on Netflix, I ended up watching six instead of three. Yes. I just watched three half hour, half hour episodes, which was two, which consisted of two smaller episodes. Yeah. It's started on April 28th, 2013, and it is still going. Um, And it is based on or a continuation of the 2003 Teen Titans TV series. It's still related to that? Um, Well, yeah, because it it was the same head, like, headquarters, the same group of characters. Yeah, but the tone and the style is just so completely different. Oh, but I just mean, like... It's related in that. Oh, you don't mean like narratively? No, no, no. There is no narrative. Like, (laughs) there's no narrative. Uh, But just that it is. It was kind of what they decided to do instead of continuing Teen Titans, which actually upset a lot of people. Yeah, I remember that. Um, But on its own, it's sort of like you said, tonally and you know, storytelling way has taken on its own form. It's basically a satire on the DC Comics franchise. And most of the stories happen outside of saving the world. So it's sort of like what they're doing on their off time or what they get up to when they're not fighting monsters. Though sometimes fighting monsters comes up. Uh, the characters are the same as in Teen Titans. It's Robin, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and Cyborg. And Jordan, what did you think? Uh, this show's fucking absurd. <laughs> yep. And it's kind of fucking great because of it. <laughs> Excellent. It's like... It's almost Adult Swim at times. Like, that's how... Yeah. And this is... I mean, this is a show. It's a Cartoon Network show. It was made for kids, right? Like, that's who they're aiming for. It's so bizarre. Like... Yeah. It's for the weirdo kids on the playground. Like... The the Jordans and Caitlyn's. Yeah, it's for the the Jordans and Caitlyn's. Like, the kids who are out buying action figures and want to save the world, this is not the show for them. No. Like... I actually wrote what happened in every episode. Oh, did you? Uh, Because I don't know which ones you saw, right? Like... Episode one, they made a sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> yep episode or basically sorry raven sent them to go find these like cosmic ingredients for the best sandwich in the world because she wanted to watch basically my little pony and she wanted them all out of the house yeah <laughs> so, like i knew i was in for something more wonderful than i thought it was gonna be when like the first thing like okay so great theme song by puffy amayumi again which is uh, a nice nod to the original uh i had the original teen titans theme on my ancient Dell back in the day. Yeah. And it starts with like, clearly like a My Little Pony ripoff. And they're like, oh, we have to go and do whatever. And then there's just Raven watching it on her laptop, stone face. Like, you can do it, Butterscotch. <laughs> um, and she just wants to get everybody out of the house. Second one was Cyborg's birthday, where uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the episode was called Pie Bros, mm-hmm. about Beast Boy and Cyborg's uh, friendship. And Beast Boy gets a job at a pie shop yep. to try and make money for... <laughs> for uh, a video game he wants to buy Cyborg for his birthday. Third episode was about Robin getting his driver's license. Yep. Or because sorry, he got his driver's license suspended because yes. he smashed the he smashed the Batmobile. Yep. <laughs> My favorite moment in that was the episode starts with essentially Robin mooching a ride off of each of them. Yep. To, because see, they have to go save the day. Something terrible has happened. So I think in the first one, like 
Beast Boy is playing a video game and Robin comes in and it's like, Beast Boy, we gotta go, get in the car, it's an emergency. <laughs> and he wants to go like Wow, go. that's a really good impression actually. There's like a half off sale at like the dollar store, that's what he wants to go for, and yeah. like, he makes Starfire take him surfing. But when Cy- Cyborg's doing a data backup <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Cyborg's doing a data backup and he's like, Oh man, these data backups get longer every week and then Robin busts in and it's like Cyborg, wait, there's an emergency, we gotta get in the car, let's go. And Cyborg just runs off and the plug comes off of him. And yeah. It's like data lost. And for the rest of the episode, he doesn't know who Starfire is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, you need to get your license. I agree with who is this orange lady? <laughs> for the rest of the episode, he didn't know who she was. I love that. Uh, fourth episode was the most traditional sort of super heroics type thing. Uh, Raven's father. Shit. What is his name? Uh, yeah. Um, Demon guy. Demon He's guy. actually come up a, every, and every time. I almost said, don't I said Trigon, name. but it's not. That's not. His, Trigon. I think it is Trigon. <laughs> I think his name's Trigon and I almost said Trigon. Like the <laughs> old, the old Vash the Stampede anime. Um, he comes to visit. He's evil. He wants Raven to be evil, but he like kind of bribes their friends. Yeah. Her friends at the same time. He gives like, them all powers. Show he's a good stuff, guy. Yeah. yeah. And he's wearing like a, <laughs> like a fucking pink sweater vest <laughs> yeah. and he's playing like a sitcom dad type of thing and he's like he gives all of them powers uh he gave cyborg a dog hand yeah just what he wanted uh, he wanted a dog hand <laughs> and he made starfire talk like a regular girl yeah to the show's credit drops you right in if you have zero experience with these characters they're characterized so broadly you don't even need to know anything about them yeah. like even in these short 11 minute bursts you know the characters going in immediately so you can tell fairly early on that starfire does the whole like kind of like drax very literal like yes formal speech space royalty type thing and then you know when trigon makes her into or gives her the ability to speak as a normal earth teen when they're fighting him at the end of the episode she's just like on her phone the whole time she's not even doing yeah <laughs> and ramen got giant beefcake muscles yeah flexing on flexing oh in the fifth episode Oh, it was Magical Doubles and then uh, Rob- doubles Robin, on a, Robin on a date. He wanted to ask Starfire to go on a date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when he's trying to, like, he's outside her room and he's trying to, like, be himself. And he's like, hey, Starfire. Hey, Starfire, hey. I was wondering. And then he, like, tries it in Spanish. He's like, hola, Starfide. <laughs> Some reason, I love it when people talk Spanish. I think Spanish is a delightful language. It is. Um, yeah, this show is fucking absurd, and I feel like almost I have a similar reaction to you with Umaro-chan, where, like, I loved watching it. I still don't feel totally compelled to, like, go back to it. Yeah. Because it does seem so, like, it doesn't feel, like, disposable, but it does feel like that was a fun thing I did. There was so much TV to watch. It's it's a folding shirt show, like, where you don't have to pay attention, really, to it, because... It's probably, yeah, it's probably, if I want brainless fun like it really kind of it's bizarre to say given like the audiences are so different you know aqua teens wants to appeal to like stoners who are up at 3 a.m teen titans go wants to appeal to you know weird 11 year olds but they're very similar in a lot of ways it just kind of reminds i was not expecting the show to be as weird as it was i kind of stumbled across it when and we started watching it and i just it was so ridiculous it would make me laugh the because art style so is silly. very Powerpuff Girls, very yeah. flat. Yeah. Very fat, flat, thick lines. My one critique, uh, the choice of the voice actor for Cyborg. Yeah. It's a little... Hey, Jack! <laughs> like, he's a little too urban. I, I it thought it was bord- all the same It borders voice- on parody. It might right. have been the same voice actors. I don't know. But I think it was all the same voice actors. I'm not totally positive about that, the, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, and they're all very much exaggerated versions of the characters. Yeah. So. And and 
I was talking, I said I was going to bring it up when we talk about Teen Titans. So, Amaru harassing her brother is like everyone ganging up on Robin, mm. except Robin deserves it <laughs> sometimes. Like, yeah, exactly. So, that's why everyone, and there are times when I feel sorry for Robin, but then I'm like, no, he deserves it because he's such a jerk. <laughs> it's the bit where he's getting his license. And the hook there is that he ends up uh, basically getting roped into like a fake driving school to be the getaway driver for a jewel thief. Yeah. And <laughs> at one point, the rest of the Titans figure out what's happening and they're trying to like flag him down. And Robin's in the car and he looks in the rearview mirror and he sees them all waving at him. He's like, oh, they come to make fun of me. Robin got no powers, doesn't have his license. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I was, oh, the Benny Hill theme was used in the driving episode as well yep. when they were chasing. I always love a good incorporation of the Benny Hill theme. Yeah, I was just really surprised at the places this show decided to go as far as absurdity. And they, and I loved it for it. And they really, like, well, not to not that I'm, again, spoiling anything, but there are episodes where they legitimately all die at the end, and then they're back the <laughs> See, next episode. I thought that was going to happen in one of them. In the, uh, in the episode, so the subplot of the one where Beast Boys got a job to try and, like... <laughs> so the whole thing is initially Beast Boy draws this drawing of yeah. him and Cyborg with Cyborg as a dog and himself as a robot. Yeah. And I don't know who makes him think that that's not enough. Raven, maybe. Um, and then Cyborg really wants this video game for his birthday. So Beast Boy can't attend the birthday party at the pie place that he works at because he's working. Yeah. And they're having this like, well, they have this entire like pie battle while they're arguing with each other. The subplot is the owner of the pie shop is like Mother May I, and she's like a little old lady grandma, yeah, who looks like Little Bo Peep, but is also like a hypnotist, and she yeah. like hypnotizes and draws the Titans back into her like pie making machine because she like makes pies out of people. Right. First of all, in that episode when Beast Boy finally gave, they're yelling at each other because you know they're children. Yes. <laughs> when he finally like, I didn't even want to work this job. I didn't want to get you the video game. This is what I made for you, and he hands him he hands him the drawing. And Cyborg looks at it and he's like, this is what you gave me? I love it. It is well drawn and defined. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, but at the end of the episode, they like bring out the pies and there's a pie that looks like Raven and a pie that looks like Robin and a pie that looks like Starfire and they start eating and I'm like, did they seriously just kill? The- Are they eating the other Titans and that's how they're going to end this episode? Yeah. They didn't, but they like, they played it real close to the edge where I thought they were just going to like go oh, full in. No, on it. there are, I think there are at least two episodes now where they end up dying <laughs> at the end and then just pop up next episode. Yeah, I love that. I was that's that's the basic the bullet point of my opinion is just like I cannot believe they went to the places with this show that they did. If you like smart stupid, yeah. Cuz it's stupid. Oh yeah. But it's not stupid stupid. Like there's it gets it's intelligent it's there. clever. Like there are clever points. Yeah. Um, probably way too smarter than it should be for a show for weird kids. Um, I don't know. We got all the best shows. Animaniacs. True. Tiny Toons. Yeah, I guess. And that's probably a really good analogy to something like Animaniacs where like Animaniacs was a show that was, again, way smarter than it had any business being for like an after school cartoon. Yeah. This is very similar. So if you like that type of thing, if you miss those kinds of shows definitely check it out like i don't know when i might ever get back to it but like caitlin said it's a good like folding laundry show like if you just want something brainless that's going to make you laugh because it's going to make you laugh like it's that funny yeah i was delightfully surprised by it for that fact great good on you caitlin mckinnon good go me (laughs) um all right so kick punches give it like a 7.5 great seven and a half wow then we actually yeah not too bad 
So yeah, uh, Teen Titans Go is on Netflix. Um, but kno- not Teen Titans. Nope. Who knows how the seasons break down. On Netflix it says there are two seasons. I don't know if that just means when the episodes get compressed two for one type. but Or they might be missing a third season. Who knows. Uh, Himoto Omaro-chan is on Crunchyroll if you are a paid member or have at it. I'm sure you'll find it somewhere. If you want it that bad, you can find it. Yeah, and that's how you can watch both of those should you choose to do so. Uh, Updates. Updates. I have a weird update. Do you have anything? I don't think so, but tell me your updates and then we'll see. So my weird update that I think Caitlin was kind of overwhelmed by, but it meant a lot to me in the moment, was uh, Assassination Classroom wrapped up. Okay, yes, you told me about this show, and I've described it to other people, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. And you probably don't even know this, so I'll break this down for the people. Assassination Classroom was, again, I feel like I always talk about this like dark time when I wasn't really watching anime, and I always have a new show that I say brought me back into it. Yeah. But Assassination Classroom was really one of the ones that did, because this is a show where a giant yellow octopus thing destroys the moon. Yes. Or 75% of the moon, so the permanent crescent moon there. And the world freaks out. They're like, what the fuck just happened? And this thing comes to Earth and is like, hey, what's up? I just did that to the moon. I'm going to do that to the Earth in a year. And you can try to kill me in the next 12 months. And if you do, cool. I don't blow up the world. If you don't, I'm still going to do it. I'll give you a fighting chance, though. I want to work as a teacher for the next year. (laughs) For this class of misfits. Yeah. At this elite preparatory school it's the it's the n class it's the e class Ooh. the n class where all the misfits go and they're on a separate campus off like up a hill in like a dilapidated building type thing right and he's like they're the ones who have to try to kill me don't be sending soldiers don't be anything of that like i will teach them assassination techniques you can have a government representative there you can teach them as well and they are free to try to kill me so basically like in the first five minutes it's like the teacher is there and then the whole class like gets up and they all have guns and they all just start opening fire on him. That's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and I I was like, dear God, this is the batshit crazy that I love about anime. <laughs> and I may have to check this out. What ends up happening with the show is he's actually a phenomenal teacher. <laughs> and right. as he teaches these kids better ways to try and kill him, he's basically helping them find their skills and inner strengths that they didn't know they had type of thing. Aww. Which means the show is not perfect. Yeah. There is a long, well, what starts out as crazy batshit gets really almost kind of traditional. There's a lot of filler. There's a lot of episodes where you can realize, like, this was just like a blah chapter of the manga that they're just animating. Right. But this was one of, this is a show that gave me the idea for this podcast. Oh, really? Yes. I watched this and I was like, I wonder if Caitlin would like this. And that it was one of the initial catalysts for, like, bringing each other things that at the same time I probably checked out Doctor Who for the same time so right. at the same time so I was like would Caitlin like Assassination Classroom why don't I like Doctor Who those thoughts were swimming in my head and that's where I had the idea for this podcast oh. um, so Assassination Classroom has wrapped up the manga ended a few months ago and now the anime is wrapping up as well and spoilers for Assassination Classroom are coming now so leave there are only so many ways a show with this premise can end yeah but be that as it may so there's been this big huge battle where like the government has had enough and they have come for um koro sensei is his name the octopus thing right it's like tentacle teacher basically um the government has come from them there's been this huge battle koro sensei has basically been like totally spent trying to defend the students um and it's like you know hey time's almost up you guys should get on this uh because i can't defend myself 
So basically the entire class holds him down because it's one of his like weaknesses. Right. As if his tentacles are being held down. He's got like no <laughs> strength. Right. He's all speed. He's no strength. Um, so the entire class holds him down. And then this is what fucking did it to me. He calls the roll one last time. And this show spent a solid like six minutes going through every character as these kids are sobbing and replying to the roll call. Uh, it's making me choke up and I haven't even watched the show. Right. And like the beautiful music is playing, whatever. And you know, there's only any says, you know, there's like a, like the government official and the, um, they, they call her bitch sensei because they can't, her name's with a V and they can't say it. So they just, right. end up, cause there's no V sound in Japanese. Yeah. They just end up calling her bitch. He has, says final words to those two. And then your main sort of protagonist is the one who finally like stabs him and kills him. Yeah. And then they're just like sobbing on on the field like like oh my god like i knew this was coming i read the manga uh at this point so i knew because i wanted to see how it ended i knew everything that was coming but just you know shouts to the animators for or the directors for giving it that time you know to to wait essentially waste that much time i think there is one more episode where they'll do like the denouement uh the manga ends with like you know a where are they now right a few where are they now chapters i think you'll get that in the last episode yeah, but shouts to Assassination Classroom. Just kind of a full circle moment that made me the first anime that made me sob that hard since Cowboy Bebop. So, yeah, shouts, shouts to that. We loved you, Assassination Classroom. Thanks for giving me the idea to do this podcast. And I still haven't watched it. You may not. Like I said, it's a maybe we can. Maybe I'll give it to you one day. But I just I don't think I don't think it holds up in the middle spread. Right. Um, it's two seasons. It probably comes to like fifty something episodes all told. Okay. Um, maybe 48. I think it was 24 episodes a season. And yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of filler there. Like, it's, it's super interesting at the beginning where you have questions about what the hell he is and where he came from and how he was made. And I don't think it sticks the landing on a lot of those questions. Um, but that initial first run of episodes where you realize what the show says it is versus what it actually is. Right. That I found really interesting. Um, speaking of other anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't finished watching Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, um, but that last episode, which I'm not going to spoil for anyone, I'm just going to say right now, I was like, I was so upset. Oh, the Empire Strikes Back episode? Oh, I just, I just, I just, I can't even get it out. I was just so upset, like that entire episode. Yep. Um, and I really hope they're... Only got worse. Uh, why would you oh no oh man great it's always darkest before the dawn right? well if you if you guys are watching and you want to talk about it and you know open up about your feelings uh definitely hit me up on the facebook page are you done voltron yeah you're done we we finished voltron and we were like wait there there are no more epi- episodes what? i've heard i've heard I- i've heard people have beef with the ending i'm not there i'm only at like episode five but i've heard people well i'm not gonna say anything but I don't know why people would have beef with the ending. I think people just thought it was like a sudden stop, too cliffhangery, uh, too many but, threads. I don't know. But that's the way they've done the show, right? Yeah. Like it's how many twelve episodes, something like that. Um, and they've done it like a like a regular show. They want you to come back, right? So, and we'll probably get into that in depth once I catch up. I'm sure Voltron will be a on the next special episode, aside from the Cabinary 
postmortem that yeah. I'm sure we'll want to get to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we finished. I love Voltron. I thought Voltron was great. And I haven't, I didn't even watch the series when I was a kid. Yeah. For no, for no previous exposure to Voltron. That's even, yeah. that's doubly impressive that they want you over yeah. that much. And I'm really excited for next season. Dope. So check that out. I think that's just about going to... We've been mad efficient today. Yeah, I know. We might. Look at that. 90 minutes before cuts. My God. Wow. be a short-ass episode. Because we have a lot to cut every episode. <laughs> um, you can listen to this show so many ways. First and foremost, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. You can follow us on there. You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live. Usually on Tuesdays. Not this week. Heat, no. heat dependent. We'll see. Yeah, that this summer is all about heat dependency. <laughs> you, you'll get them. We don't know when. Uh, as well on iTunes, if you subscribe to us on there, new episodes will download to your device like magic whenever they go live. So easy. You don't even have to worry about when they're going up. You don't have to pay attention to anything. Nope. Check your device. If it hasn't been updated, it won't be there. If it has been uploaded, you'll have it already. So don't harass Jordan. <laughs> Uh, and if while you are uh, listening on your iTunes device, if you can give us a rate or review on iTunes, that would be delightful. It would be extremely helpful since we don't get any information we from iTunes. no idea what the hell is going on out there. Uh, as well, social medias on Twitter at GeekDownPod. Email GeekDownPod at gmail.com. On Tumblr, which I'm really, that's the one that's, that's the weakest one. <laughs> that's the one that like, when I do everything on a given day, it's yeah. like, I, up- I update the Twitter, I update the Facebook, I get the show on SoundCloud, I do all this stuff, and it's like, oh, I still got to do the Tumblr. Maybe I can try and take over the Tumblr. If you want. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The Tumblr is there. Might be a couple weeks behind, but that is that. You know what? I use the Tumblr to make corrections, so maybe I'll give it to Jon Snow. Jon Snow can do the Tumblr. John is not going to want to make, cor- I'm so sorry, John. You want to give, so give back to the show? He's probably saying, like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to, John. Um, but thank you for fact-checking. Uh, thank you for offering your fact-checking services as needed. Uh, that Tumblr is geekdownpod.tumblr.com. Um, yeah. And I then am on there's the Facebook page. Jesus Christ, I forgot the Facebook which page. Which is com forward slash geekdownpod. Yep. That's it. That's where that is. Holler at us. Because you can't find Caitlin anywhere else because she doesn't exist. Don't exist on the internet. Want to holler at me? You can do that at Jordan underscore Ferguson. And thank you for joining us so much on the Geek Down Podcast. We are delighted to spend an hour and change with you every week. Yep. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And we'll see you next week. Bye. No, they do. Because they're monsters. Yeah.